guys, please like, subscribe, and leave uh, comments down below. And leave comments down below. It really helps the YouTube algorithm when you guys click like and you leave comments just to say, hey, what's up? Just say, hey, what's up to us? Like, subscribe. That would be amazing. We just came off a ridiculous weekend. Super Bowl weekend. It was unbelievable. It was yeah. unbelievable. That Miami Super Bowl. Forget a, it should be in Miami every single year. Everybody wanted to go. We should par petition that it should be in Miami. I my top. But it's, it's something cities. special about Miami. Oh, I would so I would great. assume that Vegas would be the same way. Vegas is going to be you know, there's a few New Orleans. New Orleans would be it's not the same. There's a few cities in the world where everybody wants to go. Right. Miami, and, Vegas, and probably L.A. The L.A. Super LA Bowl would probably is going to be massive. Right. Next year's in Tampa. Uh, it's going to be big. I think it's going to be big, but this, there was something special about this Miami Super Bowl. It really it was. was. just massive. And big shout out to Carl. Oh, my God. He was unbelievable. Our senior VP of Network Ops. He was down there he with the team. He was down there with the team. And uh, couldn't. I get anxiety. I, I, was, I was posting about it. I get know, anxiety watching these videos of him, you know. And I say to myself, what would I do? Right? right. I would just run through a corner and cover my ears. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do. Yeah, I don't no, know how these guys keep... about last minute changes at the sprinters and they didn't like this sprinter. So they had to send, you know, this and the team really works their magic. That events team, I got to tell you, you know, yeah, it, that's the definitely the most exciting. Oh, yeah. You know, thing that you can do events. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're so sexy. Yeah. Yeah. You know? They're a lot of fun. They're so great. But, you know, right now it's 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 event award season. Right. So. This year, Oscars was, is Sunday. Yeah, the Oscars is Sunday, and which this will be released on Thursday. So okay. this video is going to come out on Thursday. So it's perfect timing where we're coming off perfect of timing. Super Bowl, going into the Oscars. But all of January, there were a ton of events in LA. There was the Golden Globes. Um, gosh, what else? The Writers Guild, the Directors Guild, the Hair and Makeup Awards. Right, the Audio Society Awards. Yeah, you know, and we do all of them. Yep, yep. That's that's definitely our specialty. And then. Um, and that I think in March uh, leads right into South by Southwest, right? And um, I think that's like from January to to April is just event season. It's like na it's like national event season. Like there's right. just convention after convention and stuff like that. And then it finally calms down because like Carl's like Carl goes to every single one of these events right. to make sure that you know. All However big it is in Miami, it's and like Vegas is getting their own stadium now. Right, it's always been a holiday for Vegas for that weekend. Yeah, you know, Super Bowl weekend is definitely a national holiday. Yeah, no doubt about it. But did you see how much money the networks make? No, I think they oh five million dollars for like fifteen seconds, I think. But you have to commit a full year to that network, $20 million in ads for that full year. That's how they get you. And then your the, on-air sign's not on, by the way. I don't know if you care about Oh, yeah, I'll plug it in. Should we restart? Because now we're officially on it. <laughs> yeah, guys, by the way, that's how it works. You just kind of plug it right, in. Very low tech. <laughs> I couldn't do what you do, though. Yeah, no. But yeah, I drilled that into the frame. Yeah. So I know how to give, use a... Uh, give home improvement classes. Actually, all of our my drills are here. I have to bring them home. Yes, you do. Now nah, leave them here. Anyway, Super Bowl award, award season, Oscars... Um, the caps off for oh Grammys. Yep. Yeah. I ca I have to commend the the teams that handle this stuff because I because you know it's over I can, go to, I can go to sleep at night and we could have you know ten cars at a small award show. 
right? Sure. Uh, the cinema society. It's not a massive event, but you have 10, 15 cars. And it just goes fine. Right. We had a premiere last night in New York, and it just went fine, right? And even if there was an issue, the team was on it. We were all on a call. It was fine. It, everything well, was fine. Well, I mean, fine. we had three reps for 11 cars. Right. So. That be- <laughs> it better be fine. <laughs> right. You know, so. Um, yeah. The, you know, the, the funny thing is about events is that it's over and above what you're normally doing. Right. So, you know, like every you have your day to day work. And you have the stuff that you have to normally keep doing day in and day out, the people who are always traveling, the road warriors. And then you have that extra 200 car event or you have that extra 10 car event. And that all has to kind of fold into right. what you're doing right. day in and day out. Do you remember working events? That's, yeah. I was a huge... Yeah, I remember doing upfronts in New York every year. Right. I remember doing a, a few huge events. I remember I, was, I would go to school during the day. I'd go to college during the day and at night. They needed reps in New York for a premiere. I, I worked the Flubber premiere. I worked the, the Matrix uh, 2 and I think Matrix 3 premieres. I remember walking Keanu Reeves to his car. He's larger than life. He, I was half his size. Yeah. And I'm 5'11". Yep. 5'11 and a half. But like, you, just, you look up at him, their legs go forever. Yeah. And the same thing with... Uh, That's why they're movie stars. Hugo... Yeah, I know. That's what, you know... Hugo Weaving, you know, I walked the agent to his car right and they just i just look up at them you, yeah. you don't you don't kind of meet eye level like you're what you're six one you're six foot six, six foot and a half six foot and a half we kind of meet eye level right they were a full like head and a half higher than me yeah um harvey Keitel wasn't though i we, I, we did a we did a parade i think it was the hercules parade i don't remember but it was this massive parade and i was with harvey Keitel that day i was his i was his rep Mm-hmm. And I had to escort him to this parade, get him and his daughter at the front row seat. And then I had to get him out of the parade. And he wanted to leave before the parade. Like it, was, it wasn't even more than halfway through. And mind you that when celebrities go to movie premieres, they never stay. They go for the first 15, 20 minutes. They do the Q&A or they, they get on stage. And then they all leave. And I, the only way for me to get Harvey Keitel out without the paparazzi or people noticing was we had to crawl through the bleachers. So it was, so I, I called Vinny. I'm like, Vinny, I need help here. <laughs> Vinny's like, getting hands and knees, get him on his hands and knees and crawl through the bleachers. And that's exactly what we did. We got under the bleachers and then we walked underneath where this parade was happening. I got him to the car and he was very thankful. And that's my Harvey Keitel story. Yeah, but you know, this just goes to show that, you know, we couldn't do what we're doing today without those experiences. Oh, absolutely. You know, and like you have to go into the field to know what it's like. I remember working my first upfronts. I think. What uh, was that like? Y- yeah, all I can remember was the pain. And the pain, you know, like in, in your lower back, yeah. when you're not used to standing, you're not used to being on the road, you're not used to doing those types of things. And just the pain of standing from 6 a.m. And then all of a sudden it's 9 p.m. And the after part, the party is just starting and you're just out all day. Yep. You know. You, you you have but that puts into perspective that you know what we're going to order pizza for the for the guys on site you know right. you're, we're going to take care of them we're going to make sure that they're fed we're going to make sure that they take breaks we're going to make sure that you know it's you have to have a happy team well the appreciation that we have for the team that's doing what they're doing right right yeah. I, i've been driving a lot lately i've been i have been having a ton of errands to run lately 
And, you know, I'll drive for four or five hours during the day and whatnot. I can't tell you how tired I am at the end of those four or five hours. And all I say to myself is, what are these guys doing at 18 hour as directed rides doing? Not really it's 18 not, hours. It's, it's not, it's not easy. And no. you know, that's why they're professional chauffeurs. That's, that's right. what they do day in and day out, you know, right. to, you know, when you have a professional chauffeur and they avoid the pothole and you know they you they, don't feel a bump there was this guy bruce that used to work with us big shout out to bruce and carlos they, they, bruce, all these guys bruce yeah and carlos Fermaselli. these legacy guys mm -hmm. that defined our company that built the company to what it is today we would drive with them hector and they all left they took clients Standard, it's the nature of the nature, nature of the beast, of the beast standard yeah. protocol, you know, and, and the people that they took are still not with us. And mm -hmm. It is what it is. But they, when you drive with them, Kevin's like, did you feel a pothole when Carlos drove you to the city? I had a meeting with a hotel in the city this was years ago. I was, a, I, was a, I was a puppy and I had a meeting with this hotel in the city and Carlos drove me to this hotel. And I was like, no, I didn't even, because the streets in New York are horrible. He avoided every single pothole. I don't know how it's even possible. All I see is my kids bouncing around when I'm driving where because I live. He's, he's a professional driver. Yeah. And there is a difference. Yeah. And you know, that that's what we nurture here. You take care of those guys. Oh, absolutely. You know? David's like that. David Crace is like that. Tito's like that. Thor's like that today. The, the new mm -hmm. the new regime that we have. That, the new regime. They've been with us for, you know, <laughs> two decades. But Well, listen, you know, it's, it's cyclical. Yes. You know, there's always rebirth. People move on. Yeah. There, there's rebirths yeah, with, yeah. with how you do things. Yeah. Yeah. No, but the making it a career and being professional at it is such a difference in someone just looking to get a quick hit or trying to become famous. Yeah. I'll never forget there were guys in LA that I used to talk to, these drivers who were like, I don't remember his name. Nice guy. He was with us for a short time. He's like, I'm only in this to hand my script out. And I think he left like shortly after that because I said something to mom and dad. Right. I'm like, this guy wants to be famous on our ass. Right. You know, yeah, that's, and you, you can't solicit clients. No. No, I'm in the industry that we drive, right? Personally, mm -hmm. right? And I've never had to solicit anyone. You can't. No, are you kidding That's me? Not a lot. Hi, you know, we picked you up on Monday. You think you could read <laughs> one of my uh, read one of my books? No, you can't do that. It all has to happen organically. But you have drivers who are trying to be famous, you know. Sure. But you know, they'll they'll get sniffed out right away. Yeah. You know, I was I don't know who I was talking to the other day, but. The, the funniest thing is our clients will sniff out a bad seed right away. Oh, yes. You know, whether it's a reservation agent oh, yes. or whether it's a driver that's or why a dispatcher. I, and that's why, you know, like we rely on our clients. We trust the clients. Right. That if the client says, this guy, no good, we got to pull the records. We got to pull the thing. Yeah. Sometimes they overreact. And there's certain no, divisions no, that overreact. No doubt. Right. But, but you know. Our clients are not going to let it slide as no. far as, you know, if something is not going to be what they're used to. The ones who I really, who I take their word as gospel, the corporate travelers. Yeah. The corporate travelers are traveling every single day yeah. and they see a car, they see a hotel and they see an airline every single day. And when they say this guy wasn't where he was supposed to be standing, we take their word for it. Right. If it's an actor who screams over everything that you do, or a sports, uh, a sports thing, that, an, you know, an assistant, an assistant that just you know anything you do for this person, they're going to scream. The car could be perfect with the best driver and, and bottles of water and all this stuff, and they're still going to say, "Yeah, but there was no E on the end of his name. It right. was supposed to be an E." We're really sorry about that. We're right. so sorry. Yeah, but they'll the the corporate travelers are the ones. Those road warriors. Yeah, 
it, you the, can't you can't put a bag over their head. You can't bullshit them, right? Because they know it better than we do. They're in a car or an airplane or a hotel six every, days a every, week, every right. every day, every week. They're they're right. Yeah, no, you. I take that when when we have a problem with a corporate travel, and that's rare. Yeah, that's very rare where you have someone in corporate complaining about a car. It's generally no offense to the publicity people, but like the publicity people are the, more the high strung ones. And we get it. We've been in publicity for 40 years. Right. The events people got to go perfect. We get it. Mm-hmm. You never hear a corporate travel go. It's got to go perfect. No, nope, they get it. They, they get, get it. They, they get travel. It, but if, if it's going to, if, if something's not right, they're going to send that email. Yes. And then, <laughs> I mean, we jump for every email like, oh right. God, this, you know, this shouldn't have happened. But to have the, um, that corporate traveler who was in your car five times this week. To say right. on the sixth trip, the driver wasn't no. really up to par with nope. what I'm used to. No bueno. No bueno. We won't fire that driver. We'll just retrain him. Yeah, no, that, that's the key is that you have to look at what, what was wrong. Right. And then you have to address. And, uh, you know, because it's very easy to um, to fire, but that doesn't, that's not necessarily no. the right way to go. No. No. Firing people, the offense has to be so bad. Yeah. And my, my thing is anything short of stealing, yeah. which is never going to, we don't fire, Yeah, you know, like people make lying, mistakes, you know, repeatedly lying and getting caught, you know, yeah. that's, that's pretty bad. Stealing to me. But is you know, cause like, you know, it's, we, you know what I hate in, 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 in the business world No, and especially running a company drama. Oh my God. You know, like there's, there's nothing like, I just want a nice, happy place for people to work for everybody to make a living for us to have fun. So people, they can go on vacation so they can have great personal lives so they can get married. They can have kids or do whatever you want to do. You don't want to get married. You want to have kids. Fine. You want to go, you want to go travel the world on your off time. That's amazing. I want to be able to give people those opportunities, but I cannot stand the drama. These, this self-inflicted drama between he said, she said, or, God, is that that, for that employees or that's for clients? I'm talking more empl- employees. Yeah. Now that drives me crazy. Right. Because who has time for this? Right. Who has time for the drama? Let's just put things into perspective. You're being paid to do a job. Why would you want to mess that up by creating drama with another person? This is crazy and it's rampant people's lives are filled with drama and when they bring it to the workplace it makes for a toxic work oh environment God. even if even yeah. if it's not done uh maliciously like you know <clears throat> a, a toxic workplace is a place that has sexual harassment and yeah. you know sleep your way to the top type thing stuff that we completely you know abhor but like when someone comes in and makes trouble that's just stand. as toxic I, I can't i can't stand that and you right. know and and we've had to get rid of amazing people because of that because of lying and because of drama and because of he said she said things because it brings the whole company down it brings down a department because you're not letting you're not letting good vibes flourish and you know if you don't have good vibes you don't have nothing right well you have people that try and manipulate the system oh my god that that is that that is it it makes me upset right it makes me upset because i want nothing more than than an amazing workplace right right I think we have an amazing workplace in all of our cities. I can't stand the, I can't stand politics, you know, tiptoeing around people. That word drives me nuts. Yeah. When I was politics in the workplace, when we were building Vegas and I had to get into a hotel and I thought I was talking to the right person to get into this hotel and they go, no, 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 it's the other person, but it's politics. It's like, what is this? The U S government? 
this is a hotel. Like, no. you know, we're going to run a good service. These are our rates. Here's our insurance policy. Mm -hmm. What else do you need? It's politics. You know, like, don't get me wrong. I love having differences of opinion I, because that's, that's what makes the world go around. But what does it even mean, politics? Like, what, you know, you, politics is like you're not going to get something done without talking to the right person. Right. And I guess in some respect that is true. When you mm -hmm. put it that, when you take out the word politics, yeah, you know, if you want to become an affiliate here if in Miami, you don't necessarily talk to Vinny. You know, you would have to go and talk to Carl or you would have to, you know, talk to somebody else in that department. Um, yeah, but the politics comes in where that someone in that department goes, I have my favorite in Miami. I'm not talking to you or you pay me off and then you can come in. That's politics. That's right. that's what I think of yeah. when I hear politics. When someone says, we have this new Miami affiliate. That bad wants to, behavior. Right. <laughs> right. Right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, someone wants to come in as a Miami affiliate and we introduce them to, you know, Kyle or Carl or something. We say, you know, this person wants to come in. But, you know, this person's getting a kickback from the other Miami Yeah, affiliates. no, that, 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 that would get sniffed out right oh my, away. Immediately. Yeah, no, that, 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 that honestly doesn't happen. Listen, we have no problem if you want to send the office some Italian food, you want to send some donuts, you want to send your appreciation. And they cool. do. You want to send right. ba baskets during Christmas, that's fine. Right. But, you know, anything beyond that gets a little stinky. Right. Right. They send so, us stuff. Yeah. So, like, the, you know, the question is, how do you make a drama-free workplace? What do you, I mean, obviously Just fire anyone that brings in drama, <laughs> <laughs> like, can you, can you take the drama out of the person? Um, is that possible? I, I, I absolutely 100% think it is. I think that you can, I don't, I think it's rare. No, I think that you can, I, I think there's steps involved to lessen the drama. I think people are just love but like, when there's people, drama. Can in their people lives. actually learn absolutely. that you don't have to have drama? Absolutely. Absolutely. You could teach an old dog new tricks. Absolutely, it's tough. And Mike, it's honestly, tough. I'm 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 disagreeing with you. I think no, I, I think it can be done. And the only way it can be but done, I think, but you know what it is like. I think if if we're going to see the drama, we're not necessarily going to get. We're not going to fire you. But like that, it could be your ceiling. You know what I mean? Like because like when you when you want to enter into a better role or a bigger role, like you and can't, you can't get along with anybody. You can't. You you know you you can't have drama if, if you're if you want to be a leader. You want to make more money. You want to do those types of things. It's going to be very hard for you mm -hmm. to, you know, you can't be a, you can't be a leader and have drama. It, it, it'll be very hard for you to to be to advance in a role. But I believe, you know, we've done that where there has been a lot of drama BLS. Yep. In different cities, different pockets, yeah, different pockets, different departments, worldwide. You know, yeah. And and actually saying to someone like sitting them down, saying, look. This is not going to work. You have to retool your approach. And then um, we have, my favorite we have thing. eight complaints on you from eight different people all throughout the year. We have to go as human resource people. We have to go and, and analyze that some people stayed and some people didn't. You know what my favorite thing to do is? It's uh, say to a person, okay, what do you want to be when you grow up? That's dad's famous yeah. line. What do, you, what do you want to be when you grow up? Okay. You're acting like a child now. What do you want? Right. Do you want to own a house? Right. Do you want to buy a new car? Do you want to have, um, do you want to be respected? Right. What do you, what do you want to be when you grow up? And on the people, on, on the people that that hit, they make 
an amazing career for themselves mm -hmm. because they get it and they realize the light bulb goes off and they say, right. you know what? They're giving me an opportunity here. And usually after that conversation for the person who it doesn't affect within a few months, they're gone. Right. And, and the unfortunate thing is that they can take down people with them too. Yes. Because, because they get dragged into, they, they create more drama and you know exactly what I'm talking about. That Absolutely. this whole thing gets created. Right. People can't control their mouths. They do stupid things. Well, they manipulate other people. And it's such a fucking shame. It is. It's such a shame because you lose amazing people, amazing workers right. when things like that happen. Right. Right. You know, and, and you know, and it keeps me up at night. Does it really? Yeah. It hurts my feelings. It hurts. It hurts my feelings because you invest seven years in a person. And then for something stupid to happen, it's, it's I, heartbreaking. I, it's really interesting because I was always the one emotionally who would be up at night over, over stuff like this. Yeah. And I learned to completely be um, like a cold heart, cold about it. I have to be because A, I can't control that person's behavior. B, I can't control the people who manipulated that person into, into talking that way. Right. And C, it's... It's your own fault for, you know, for stepping into the bear trap. But you know, because but I, I look at what we invested. I look at you know the positions that we created, and I think that and we then, did it drama free, right? But no, but I'm talking about for that person who created their own issues, and then you know we 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 put them in a place, and it just breaks my heart when when it when it doesn't work out, especially after so many years. Yeah, I don't. I really don't care. I think that people, I don't want to sound like a cold-hearted dick, but I think people are responsible for their own mouth. I, I think so too, but it's, it's, our, you know, it's, it's our job to, to try and coach them out of it. Uh, but, but we do. Right. But we do. But if they don't, and if, if they and, don't pull it off, then well, I'm saying it. how many times can you coach someone until people have to help themselves. And this is, this is all part of just ask the universe. This is all part of people blame and, and they fall into traps. They go, well, he made me did it. No. Yeah. No, they may have manipulated you, but it was your idea to, to not be on the phone and say something so stupid or something sexual or something derogatory. It's your... Yeah, that, that stuff cannot be tolerated for one second. It can't. And, and the people that this does happen to, I love them. I feel terrible for them. But either they're going to learn or they're not. Yeah, and, no, if, it, and if they don't learn, that's not my problem. I can't sit there and say no, no, no. and handhold every single employee and go, no, 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 we don't talk to someone this way. No, 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 no. We don't look at someone this way. You write the warning. And, and it goes back to, okay, it, you know, hopefully, you know, you don't have to get to DEFCOM 5. Unfortunately, it does happen. But, you know, you say, you, you know, you, you kind of have to shit or get off the pot here. Yeah. Yeah, and that you're, actually you're, happened you're, pretty you're at, recently. Yeah, you're, you're, you're at a crossroads. Right, and it, it wasn't a decision we wanted, um, but this person, you know, uh, unfortunately made a lot of mistakes, not one or two, mm -hmm. and they've been coached. They've been told, you can't talk like this to the staff, mm -hmm. and it was heartbreaking, but to me... It, it's done. Yeah. You know, yeah, no, I don't, we, 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 don't we don't, you know, you, we, we, you don't have a choice. I don't harbor any resentment to them. Not at all. The only thing I wish for, for these people that, that, that health and happiness, well, no, but health and happiness. I wish on everyone good or bad. The only thing I wish for them is if they learn their lesson, because that's what life is all about. It's about learning lessons. Yeah. That's the only way you grow. That's the only way you grow. You're going to make mistakes. 
clearly I've made several of them in my lifetime. What does it feel like to make a mistake? I don't know. I'm perfect, so I don't know. <laughs> Listen, you make a mistake. I think um, when you own up to it, it shows you who, what your character is all about. Right. That, you know, I said something to Kevin today. We were sitting having a meeting in the office, and I was so wrong. But I thought I was right. I was, it, was, it was even about the Iowa caucuses, right? It was something like not even related to BLS. But I said something, and it was 100% wrong, and Kevin corrected me. And I could have done one of two things. I could have go, no, no, that's not true. Even if you would have showed me facts, I would have still said, no, that's still not true. Right. I know a lot of people like that that don't admit mistakes. But I said, man, I didn't realize how stupid I was over this subject. And I said that out loud. Mm -hmm. I go, you're 100% right. I am 100% wrong. And I think that's what makes a man, a, a man, a man, a woman, a woman, someone who can own up, excuse me, someone that can own up to their mistakes and not. I'll tell you what it is. It's self-awareness. Yeah. You have to be self-aware to know when you're wrong and when you're right. And you, yep. you know, you have to have conviction behind both wrong and right. When, when dad was wrong, he would go, you know, yeah, I'm wrong. I'm really sorry about that. I didn't see that point of view. And that was it. Didn't happen often. <laughs> didn't happen often. But right. when, when it was dad, you know, no, this isn't the way it was supposed to go. It was supposed to be like this. Oh yeah. You know what? You're right. Sorry about that. I learned that from him. Mom too. There are some people, a lot of people I know, a lot of people you and I are very close with. Never admit, never admit defeat. Never admit defeat. And I said that to someone a couple weeks ago. I don't want to say who it is. But they were clearly struggling and in pain because they hurt themselves. And I'm like, are you okay? She, I'm fine. <laughs> clearly you're not. Admit that it's wrong so you could fix the problem. But people ultimately just don't want to see anything wrong with themselves. And I think that's a really bad quality in, in humans. Yeah. I think that in order to grow as a person, to grow emotionally, mentally, physically, you have spiritually, to get, you have to get broken. You have to get broken. You yeah. have to find out what went wrong mm -hmm. so you don't repeat that but same not mistake. Many, but not many people have self-awareness like that. Well, that's what this podcast is all about. We're trying to teach them. Right. We're trying to teach people go. Yeah, I hope it can affect somebody. You will make a mistake. You, I'm pointing at you. You will make a mistake. You have two options to not admit defeat or admit defeat and move on. Mm -hmm. If you don't admit defeat, you're stuck in that mistake. Yep. And that's so important to know. No, you, it's impossible to have success without failure. Yeah, sure. Absolutely impossible. Absolutely. You, you know, we, you, everyone fails. Whether you, go like read, to, let, whether you like to admit it or not. Go, Steve Jobs was kicked out of his own business. Yep. Okay. And he came back and made the iPhone and all that good stuff. Right, mm -hmm. the world changing. Well, shit. You know that's that's the ultimate success story. Sure, but you know, reading about him also, they said he was a miserable yeah. bastard and yeah, stuff it was like terrible. that. Terrible. Read. I'm telling you, put it up again, Harvey. Read Bob Iger's book, Rod of a Lifetime. Great book. You can't believe how many mistakes they made. They made mistakes, mm -hmm. but the ones who came out on top are the ones that admitted to their mistakes. Yeah, they admitted where they went wrong. They admitted how it went wrong. They learned from their mistakes. You know what I love doing? And they moved up in the world. You know what I love doing? I love... Playing Call of Duty. Well, besides that, we should start a gaming channel. Would you guys watch it if we started a gaming channel? Jablinski Games. <laughs> Okaninski Games. Just Call of Duty every night with our kids. That's what we do every night anyway, but... You know what I love? I love... Uh, I love <laughs> being all in on on something, right? Yeah, sure. Like, like you're all in on something and you're convinced that it's a winner. 
and then it and turns, then it turns and out then to it be turns a pile out, of dog shit. Yeah, and then it turns out to just not work. Yeah, and then you have to say, you know what? I I lost. Right? You know what? That, that, was, that that was a terrible idea. Right. Let's give let's, it, give let's, an re, let's what, recalibrate. Did you? Well, back in the Cali- early calibrate, 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 calibrate. I think that's right. Harvey, find out. Definite definition. Re- recalibrate. Yeah, I think it's <laughs> whatever. Not you know. Recalibrate. I mean, when we first started at BLS, I mean, there was so much that I that I was so convinced that, that was easy to do, and was um, you know, we we made a decent amount of mistakes, and it could have been from the people that we picked, or it could have been how we were going about it, but you know, to say you know this this didn't work. Right. And and you have to move on, but you know it happens every day. It happens. It happens. You know, giving a person another chance that you shouldn't have given a chance to. Right. You know, or that happened you know, recently too. I know, I know, and it, and it, was, it was a big mistake. Right. Um. You know, and it's trusting other people's opinions on someone where you know I'm always going to go to the side of giving a person the benefit of the doubt. Sure. Because that's just the way that I am. Sure. I don't think someone will outright go and um, do something stupid or do something bad to me. Or malicious. Bad, or, or malicious or bad right. because I, I don't want to go. I don't want to believe that uh, people will always do that. And if they do, fine. Right. You know, listen, uh, Gary Vee says it all the time. I'm stealing it from him. Hiring is guessing. Firing is knowing. Sure. And that's the God's honest truth. You're guessing with every person that you bring onto your company, whether it's going to work out or not. And then from then you can then go and make a decision down the road of, of, of whether it's going to work or not. Sure. And more times than not, I'm wrong. Right. I'm wrong. And, you know, I, I question myself of, you know, do I have a good read on people? But you never. Am, you, I na- am I naive? No, but you never said no. You never made it where it was someone else's fault. You never blamed anyone else. Yeah. Um, you thought you had were right until you know we showed well, you. Well, because it's worked before, where you know you give a person an opportunity and they step up to the plate. So right. I want to give everybody that opportunity, and and sometimes you give that opportunity and it just ends in fucking disaster. Right, right. And one of the big, one of the biggest blunders. I have a similar story, not so much uh, human related, but um, related to how Dad and I, when we were building Vegas, I'm obviously including you, Mom, and Kevin in that too. Um, in Vegas. In order to build the business there, uh, dad didn't want to conform to what the city wanted. Mm-hmm. And when in Vegas, I don't know if many people are aware of this, but in order to generate revenue, it's not like that now, but back in the 90s and 2000s, even the mid 2010s, um, in order to generate revenue, you had to have drivers go to the hotels and work out with the doormen to get people in the back of your limo mm-hmm. and take them where they have to go. It's called a Kelly. I don't know why it's called a Kelly, but I, there's a there's a whole story behind it. But Kellying was the lifeblood of that city. Yeah, it's basically hustling. It's hustling. You get loaded by the doormen. Legitimate hustling. Yeah. yeah. Right. So it's legal to it's, do that. It's legal hustling in Vegas. And you know, we would start the day with, you know, 10, 15 rides or whatever, and we would end up with five hundred. But it wasn't always like that. Dad, especially dad, was like, I'm not fucking doing this. I'm not Kellying. We run a professional service. We run a classy operation. We do. Mm -hmm. I'm not going and becoming a glorified cab service. And year after year after year after year of eating shit and going, Dad, I I got another hotel, but it's like three three more rides a day for VIP services, five more rides a day. Like, what, what am I supposed to do? 
I'll never forget, we went to a meeting with a hotel and we spoke to this VP of hotel operations and, and she like, sat us down and we go, we are a professional corporate car service. We drive all of your presidents of every hotel. And we gave this amazing speech and she goes, okay, what are you doing on Saturday night um, at, at our doors? And, we, and we, we said, well, we don't do that. She goes, honey, this is Vegas. This is Vegas. And if you want to make it here, you have to do what the town wants. And the town wants limousines at our doors on Friday, Saturday, and Sundays, every weekend, 52 weeks a year. Went back to that. I will never forget it. He was sitting in his Jeep. I, I came out of the limo. I walked up to him and I said, Dad. We're doing it all wrong. We're, we're doing it all wrong. We have to Kelly. We have to conform to what the city wanted. And it was eight years of not Kelly. <laughs> it was eight years of going, where's the business? Where? Oh, great. We got another hotel. Okay. It's 10 more rides a day. Great. Why does this company have 300 freaking cars? And you talk to a driver and they're doing 10, 15 rides a night. Mm -hmm. And we're sitting there struggling for 10, 15 rides a day. It's the old saying from, uh, from, was, from Wallace Waddles. You can't sell, you know, an Eskimo ice. Right. You can't fish and um, you can't find salmon in Florida because there are no salmon. Right. So you, whatever, so you market, the, whatever market you go into, you have right. to conform to that market and do what's as needed. And that's, that's the other part of the lesson. But the lesson here was, is that I made this and dad was at fault. I'm pointing to dad's desk because I feel right. like he's here with us. Right. Yeah. That was a huge, huge mistake that I was searching for answers for, and I thought we were doing the right thing. We blew this one RFP. We went to this hotel, and we were proud to say, We don't Kelly. We don't Kelly. Okay. Okay. And we lost the bid. And <laughs> Dad, we lost another bid. Well, I don't give a shit. We're not Kelly. We kept making the same mistake. Right. Until we admitted what we had to do, and then we turned the business around, and now Kelly doesn't even exist because there's Uber there. That's a whole other story. It's a whole other podcast. So what do you think? Like, subscribe, leave comments down below. Yeah, you know, it was a great podcast. Lesson learned. Keep your fucking mouth shut. Yeah. Let's have drama free workplaces. Drama free workplaces. Let's learn from our mistakes. And always Kelly when you're in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> when you're in Vegas. Peace out, guys. We'll talk to you all later. Later, guys. Bye.